It's Kedai in general, Matzah Shabbos, we talk about the Indian of Sipur Tzadikim, to talk about Tzadikim, Efrat Tzadikim, Talmud Al Shemtiv. Part of the Indian of getting, getting together from Lava Malka, to get together with other Chevra. It's a Hemshech, like we said, from Shabbos, Hemshech from Shal Shudas, Hemshech from the whole Ur of Shabbos. And we're trying to do is, you know, the reason why we're seeing Al Tira Avdi Yaakov is Yaakov Avinu is Yaakov Avinu is Loy Mace. The whole Bechin of Yaakov Avinu is that Yaakov Avinu is Loy Mace. That even when it looks like Yaakov Avinu is Mace, even though the Gemara says that the Chitsonius, they buried Yaakov Avinu, Zaktimar Mikra and in the in the level of Drush, beyond that which you can see, Yaakov Avinu doesn't tie in. What we're trying to hold on to, we've been discussing this in Erev Shabbos for you know, the past few weeks. We're trying to hold on to Amatzah Shabbos is to be able to hold on, to be able to grab on a little bit more to Shabbos, to be able to schlep Shabbos into the six days of the week, to feel Shabbos like during the week. It's very, very difficult. The more, the more you know, we mentioned last week on Friday night, that the greater the Mariris is during the week, the greater the bitterness a person feels during the week, the more a person feels like he's stuck Mamish and Gullahs during the week, the more when he comes into Shabbos, he feels like, just like Mamish, like walked into the place of Gaula. If you don't feel like, if during the week wasn't so bad, a person felt like, I'm fine, I don't need Shabbos, so then you don't appreciate Shabbos. The only way to really, really appreciate Shabbos is when you feel like a Pasha can't survive without Shabbos and you feel mamish during the week, you, you, you feel like you Pasha would dying to be in Shabbos the whole week. You come into Shabbos and as great as the Mariris is, that's how, that's how great the Shabbos is gonna be. That's where the Balshamtiv, probably the latest Haisafa we have to davening, out of all of davening is Haisafa that we say Erev Shabbos Haidu. It comes from the Balshamtiv. It doesn't come from, it's not Nusach Sfarad, it comes mamish from the Balshamtiv. It's by old Nusach Sfarad does it, but Sfarad don't do it. It comes from, comes from the Balshamtiv, the Balshamtiv is Mesakin, that we should say Haidu. Why? Because that capital of Haidu mentions within the capital all the four people that need to need say Birch Sagaymu. All the four people. It talks about uh, the people in the Midbar, it talks about the Yam, it talks about the Chayla, it talks about the four people that need to say Haidu Tere Rabbanisham. Why? Zakta Balshamtiv, a Yid walks out of, out of the six days of the week, he feels like he just went through the, he was a Holchimid Barius, he feels like he was sick, he feels like he went through all the Sakonis, and he feels like he pushed needs to bench Gaimel. I just made it through the six days of the week. He pushed needs to bench Gaimel. That's Kafi the Gaidel or the Mariris they have during the week. That's how much a person's going to enjoy Shabbos. But it also goes the other way also. That as great as the Shabbos is, that's how much, that's how much the six days of the week are going to be bitter. If, if Shabbos is not Mamash la Elul la if a person doesn't feel like the davening of Shabbos is Geshmak, the Shurim is Geshmak, the Zmiris is Geshmak, the Sudis is Geshmak, so fine. So the contrast is not so big. So a person feels like, okay, what's the contrast between Shabbos and the week? It's not so big. But if I care, when a person goes through Geshmak of Shabbos, a person Mamash experiences Shabbos, a person's on a high coming out of Shabbos, you don't want Shabbos to end. And you know that you have to head back to Sunday and Monday, and you have to end to the six days of the week. And although a person has to do everything he can to hold on to Shabbos, but Fakir, the greater the Shabbos has become, and Baruch Hashem, you know, Tekil over the past two years, Shabbos has become a different thing. You know, starting from Friday night and Shabbos and Kiddush and Shal Shudas and Shirim and learning and davening in people's homes, everything changes. So now Fakir, now there's much more of a Mariris, much more of a bitterness when it comes to the end of the week that <laughs> I don't have Shabbos, I'm missing Shabbos. And therefore, the whole Avoida of Matzah Shabbos is to savor Sipur Tzadikim, because what Tzadikim have, Tzadikim and Misasim Kriyim Chayim, like the Zari says, Yatame Bechayim. That Tzadikim have that, that aspect of being alive constantly. That it's Tzadik's called Shabbos the whole week long. Shemim Bechayim was called Tzadik, Tzadik was called Shabbos the whole week long. And what, it, what a Tzadik does is connecting ourselves to Tzadikim allows ourselves to be able to say that we could be more Shabbos during the week. There were Tzadikim, the Elegad, the Elegad original used to, used to wear Shabbos clothing the whole week. Yeah, but Jemaiah is also now like this now. He wears Shabbos clothing the whole week. Why? Because his mama held he was a bechin of Shabbos. He held that his mama Shabbos. Like, but Shemaiah said, there's a famous Maisa. Shlomo Kalach says over one version of it. It's famous Maisa. The, the original used to smoke his pipe right before. Uh, so Maisa with the Tzemach Tzedek sent over a chassid to the original to go see how the original feared Shabbos. Tzemach Tzedek and the original lived in the same dar. Tzemach Tzedek was the third Rebbe Lubavitch. Tzemach Tzedek had an interesting zach. I just read this from Rabbi Zuka this week. But the original Zyartzai said that Tzemach Tzedek used to call the original the Heliger original. 
for a Chabad Rebbe to call, uh, Stam in, in Chabad, they're not, interested, they're not into like big titles for you know, other Rebbe's, but he used to call him the Halig Originer. It's the only person that said about him, the Halig Originer. That Tzemach Tzedek and the Originer, Tzemach Tzedek called very, very highly the Originer. So he sent one of his Hasidim over to the Originer to see how the Originer feared Shabbos. So at the Originer, he came in, Ramesh the Originer, right before Shabbos, the Originer was smoking his pipe. Ramesh, the way Shlomo says it is like there's a whole the cloud, the clouds of Shabbos. You know, he, he obviously paints the picture in a, in a way only that Shlomo Kalbach could do. But the, the, the vice is a real mice. With the Samach Tzedek, Chassid went over and he was smoking, and he was smoking the pipe till Mamish, like the second before Shabbos. And the Gabi came in and the Gabi said, Rebbe, it's Achkia. And the pipe just, he didn't have time to take it out of his mouth. The pipe just dropped from his mouth onto the floor. So Rebbe Shemai said, what was the Peshat that he was doing there? He said, again, there's a lot of Peshat that I'm sure is, you know, we, we can't understand the, the, the Drachim of the Rizner. But he said, Kubi the Taich was, is that for the Rizner, he was living so Shabbos like the whole week that you, weren't, you wouldn't see a contrast between Shabbos and during the week. So he smoked this pipe till right before Shabbos so that Yechatah, that was a malacha during the week. And then he was able to say, now the pipe drops and now he's able to go into Shabbos. Because otherwise, by him, by the Tzaddik, Shabbos and during the week looked the same. Right? There's a mice like that. They say also, they say with the Mendelvatepska, that somebody came into Mendelvatepska and said that Sha- and said that Mashiach's here. They came in and they set up as they heard there was a Shmuel in the city. They heard a big rush in the city. They told him Mashiach's here. So Mendelvatepsk took his, you know, put his head out the window and he smelled outside. So Mashiach's not here. And you know, Mashiach is very connected to Reach, the Reich of Yerush Hashem, it says about Mashiach. But uh, he said, he smelled and he said, Mashiach's not here. He said, I could smell Mashiach's not here. So they asked, they asked their Mendel, they said, I don't understand. If you could smell Mashiach's not here, what if they stick your head out the window? So he said, here amongst the Hasidim, amongst the Chevra, by this for bringing, he says, Mashiach's already here. He said, after Sheikh, outside Mashiach came already. <laughs> so by Tzadik, a Tzadik lives like in a place of Mashiach, in a place of Shabbos constantly. That's the way that Matzah Shabbos are trying to attach yourself to Tzadikim. That's why he says, Sipuri Tzadikim. Sipurim are on a level that's higher than even the Torah of the Tzadik. The Torah of the Tzadik is one Madrego. Sipurim of the, um, of the Tzadik, or even a higher Madrego. The Nigan of the Tzadik is even in the highest Madrego. That's like Mamish the Yechidish of Anefesh. It doesn't even have any words. The Nigan without words is for sure. Yechidish of Anefesh. That's Mamish the highest level of, of being able to be Makash yourself to the Tzadik. But one of the Avaidas you do is you say over Sipuri Tzadikim and try to connect ourselves to Tzadikim. Befrat, Talmud of Alshamtiv is an Indian. Alshamtiv was. Came from the came from the the Malchus based David. Shemta was an inical from David Amalek, but Shemta was Meshech connected to Meshech ben David. So before we're trying to connect ourselves with David Amalek Meshicha, we say our stories of Tzadikim. We try to talk about the Indian of Tzadikim. So I thought that maybe it's Kedai again. I don't know if we'll do this every week or whenever we do this, but I feel like it's Kedai and Matzah Shabbos to try to focus on one Tzadik. Tonight happens to be the yard site of Rameir Shapiro. Tonight happens to be the yard site of Rameir Shapiro. So uh, obviously it should be schus for him. And I want to talk about a Tzadik. Maybe trying to go all the way up to Talmud of Hashem and try to talk about. Some of the tzaddikim, you know, from, from the time of the Baal Shem Tov when Meir Shapiro was nifter, a, my family is like, I should go more of a shaykhaz Meir Shapiro, because my grandfather lived in this town of Pietrukov. <coughs> Meir Shapiro was the rav in Pietrukov. Before he started Chachmei Lublin, he was rav in Pietrukov, and he moved from Pietrukov to open Chachmei Lublin to Lublin. So Rabbi Lau, this Rabbi Lau, the chief rabbi's father, he took over as the chief rabbi. It was a huge city, you know, relative, every 12 times, it was a big city, and there was, you know, a chief rabbi of the whole city, and then there were little, like my grandfather Davin the Gerishtibo, Davin in the main central, it was like the great synagogue, and then there was, he said the two other biggest shuls were the, the Gerishtibo and Alexander Shtibo, before the Machaba, the biggest chassidus, and were Geren, Geren Alexander. There's nothing, Alexander's come out, nothing left. There's a few Alexander, I think it's one of the power parts, it's Alexander Eben Bnei Brak, huh? Yeah? yeah. Maybe. It's a small, it's mamish like, it's a pella, because Ger picked itself back up, and Ger is now also, and Eretz Yisrael, Ger is the biggest. Huh? Yeah, no, there is. Alexander Rabban Bnei Brak, it's very, very small. See, this is mamish, mamish, tiny. So, Mayor Shapiro was the rub. My grandfather told, told us, he remembers bringing Shalch Manastim. He remembered two things from Mayor Shapiro. He remembers bringing Shalch Manastim. Everybody went to the town rough to bring them Shalch Manas. And he remembers him saying Sefer Saimer. 
So you can imagine, obviously, my grandfather was a teenager at that point before the Machama. The two things that he remembers, you know, bring Shalom on us, and he remembers the way Rameir Shapiro used to say Sphere Simers. Obviously, it was a, it was a mind that it was obviously something to remember. But Rameir Shapiro, when he was Nifter, his mom Nifter, you know, today's, tonight's yard site, when he was Nifter, the whole story about how he was Nifter, the Peldika story. It's not, he was very young, he was very, very young. He was not, he was not older than he was Nifter, he was in his 40s when he was, when he was Nifter, I think. And when the Chassidim were standing around him, they thought that he got very sick. It was very sudden. It wasn't, people, didn't, people didn't know that he was getting sick. It wasn't like it was a long, you know, prolonged illness. He, he never he slept around the world, tried to raise money to build the Yeshiva of Chachm Lublin. Eventually, he got very sick, and he was mamish like from one day to the next. He, mamish, he was on his deathbed from one day to the next. He was sick. And then mamish the next day, like it was, it was the day he was Nifter. So as he was, as he was his, his Talmudim had tremendous discussions that they loved him. Mamish held that he was like, he was everything to them. Mamish, he built up the yeshiva for them. He took care of them. Mamish, he ran around the world fundraising for them. Mamish took care of them, you know, to the greatest, greatest extent. Mamish, they loved him. So he's standing around the bed and they chapped that it was, they that it was getting close. He was washing negatively like he brought Nitil Sedayim, washing Nitil Sedayim. They chapped that was Mamish getting close and the place was bawling. All the chassidim were standing there crying and thinking. And he took, out, he took out a piece of paper. He told somebody to bring him a piece of paper. They couldn't talk anymore. And he wrote two words on the piece of paper. He wrote, Nor b'simcha. And he told the Olam, he motioned to the Olam that she sing his nigga in a Bechabatcho. His nigga in Bechabatcho, obviously, in a Bechabatcho. He told him to sing the nigga and he told him to dance. And the this is. Here he's dying. His mom's on his deathbed. He told him, he told him to change his clothing. He changed his clothing, got a new talus cotton. He put a new talus cotton on. His mom is lying on his deathbed, dying. And the Chassidim are dancing around. Mom is dancing around, crying. Tears pouring down the faces. The Rebbe's dying. But the Rebbe told him, Nor Besimcha. He told him to have to dance around them. The mom is dancing around the Bechabatcho, Abiseinu. Pella, Mamash Pella. And then he was left to Mamash like that. And as, as, he, was, as, he, was, as he was there, the Elam was in the Bismedra saying to Helam, which means there was a small group surrounding him. Everybody else was in the Bismedra saying to Helam, Mechapta was at at. So people started giving away years of their life to the Rebbe. So one guy said, I pledge to give two years of my life to the Rebbe. One guy said, five years. One guy said, 10 years. And finally, all the Chassidim said, Rebbe, we're willing to give you all of our lives. They all said, No, but we're willing to give up all of our lives so that the Rebbe is able to stay alive longer. Say they weren't pious, but I'm saying the, the, like the skashras that they had to the Rebbe. They said, the Mamish wanted to give up, Mamish, the whole lives to be able to give up to the Rebbe. That's what they said. They said, we don't want anything for ourselves. We're giving it up to the Rebbe. And that's Mamish Ayu's Nifter. Very, very, very like a, whole thing was a shock. And then, you know, Bright Sri Frumer, who was the Kajak lover, took over as the, as the Rosh Hashiv over there. It was a shock. Like they weren't prepared for him to die. And it was, he just built up this massive yeshiva. And he just. But I could say that's what Yard said is tonight. But just to talk maybe, maybe for two minutes for, about the Ma'ari Naim. Ma'ari Naim's Yard said is Yud Aleph. It's Rachel Yemen's Yard said also, which is Wednesday night, Thursday. So it's Kadai. We talk maybe just to drop him in the Arinaim and say, or maybe a very, very short, a short term in Arinaim, just to connect it, connect it to the terms. So who is the Arinaim? So Arinaim was, which generation? First generation, second generation? Third generation? First generation. Arinaim was Mamash Talmud of the Bashamtiv, and he ended up becoming a Talmud of the Magid. Maranaim grew up as a Litvak, like everybody else who was Talmud of the Bashamtiv grew up as a Litvak. Maranaim's father and mother were Nifta when he was very young. Mamash, when he was very young, he was brought up with no parents. He, brought, he was brought up by his uncle. They say They say when he was a little kid, so his uncle, I don't know if they didn't have a lot of money, but they used to give their kids, you know, treats and various things. But they never gave them anything. They didn't have enough money. He was, he was like an orphan living by them. They took care of him, but they, you know, they didn't give him the treats and the extra, or the extra snack bags. And he used to, come to, used to come to school, always like his, you know, his cousins would come in with their, with their treats, and he would come in with the same treat a day later. So the Rebbe didn't understand. The Malamed looked at him and he's coming with the same treats as everybody else, as, as his, you know, his cousins, but he's coming in a day later with them. So he asked, his, he asked his uncle. His uncle's name is also Nachem. His name is Nachem. He asked his uncle also. He said, I don't understand. If you're not going to give him the treats, so I understand, but if you're going to give him the treats, I'll give it to him on the same day. Why are you giving it to him a day later? He said, what are we talking about? I said, I don't give him the treats. 
So he said so, but he has the same exact treats as his cousins every day, just a day later. So they went, they went to, they went to the Maranai, he was a little kid, and they asked him, so where are you getting the treats from? So what do you mean? I got it from my father. When you get it from your father, I was nifter many years ago. Like, what do you mean you get it from your father? He says, yeah, I get it from my father. He says, my father in Shemayim gives me, gives me everything I need. So, fine. So the Muhammad said, you know what, we're going to test him. So Muhammad gave out to everybody in the class a gold coin. Everybody in the class except for the Maranayim. He said, go ask your father for one. You really want a gold coin? You think you get everything from your father? He thought he was making latzanas of him. So he said, you want a gold coin? Go ask your father for a gold coin. So fine, the Maranayim goes to the base medrash. He goes to the Ankaidesh. He starts crying. Crying, Tata, Tata Nimmo. He's talking to his father. He never, he's brought up without a father or mother. He says, Tata, I want a gold coin. Everybody else got a gold coin without a gold coin. And they were standing around and they heard a gold coin drop on the floor. And he picked it up and put it in his pocket. He's a little, Mama's a little kid. Little kid. Mama's Pliyatsuma. Pliyatsuma. He, he was, he was a, became a chassid of the Balshemtiv. And not Stam that he became a court of the Balshemtiv. Balshemtiv sent Hasidim to go pick him up, to go bring him to the Balshemtiv. So you can imagine what type of neshama he was. The Balshemtiv sent Hasidim to go get him. He was an ani, mamish, ani, ani, ani. They said when he came to the Balshemtiv, when he first came to the Balshemtiv, he had a problem because his shirt was so tattered that, and his kapata was so tattered that he had finally saved up enough money to put a coat on top of him. So he was able to put a coat on. So he came to the Balshemtiv for the first time. The Balshemtiv invited him to come sit down. But he didn't know what to do because if he sits with his coat, it looks like a chutzpah. He's sitting with his coat. If he takes off his coat, someone's going to see he has beer shoulders out there. He says, hold. I just didn't know what to do. He was, mom was, mom was funny. Mom was dachas. He had nothing. They say when he used to go, he used to go to the mikvah. He used to walk to the river to go to the mikvah. So he would go, he, his, wife would, his wife would wear the coat on the way to the mikvah. And he would go to the mikvah. It would be freezing cold. He would wear the coat on the way back. They don't have two coats for themselves. Mamish like lived Mamish Badakos. So when the Balshemtiv sent him to come bring, to come get him, at that point he was a Malamed of children. Balshemtiv also was a Malamed of little children before he became his Galas of Balshemtiv. A lot of the, lot of the big tzaddikim, the biggest, like the greatest tzaddik you could do is to teach kids Aleph based. That's the highest, highest thing you can do is to Mamish, teach little kids, to teach them. You know, the Katska one time said, he said that he, he, has, he has the most Sakaris to type his Rebbe that taught him Aleph based. Because like I said, the Katzka is into Emmets. The Katzka said the one thing and I was about the Emmets is Aleph is Aleph and base is base. After that, everything my Rebbeim told me, I don't know if it's 100% Emmets. said the one Zach, Mamish Makatev to his Rebbe that told me Aleph base. It's the ultimate. Right? But it's, it's to be Malamit Tanuk, this is the greatest Zach. They sent him and he didn't want to, he didn't want to come to the Balsham to the Marinaim. Because he said, no one's going to take me over. I have, a, I have a job, I have a stellar. It's fine with it. They got somebody else to take him over. But the Marinaim didn't chap. He thought they, they got somebody else to take him over. They just they brought somebody else in. So he thought that the reason why they got somebody else is because they weren't happy with his job. So he went back to all the, all the parents and he told them, okay, I have to pay you back. If you're not happy with my job, I have to pay you back for all the previous months that I was, that I was your Rebbe's kid and he obviously didn't like me. So he said, no, no, it wasn't that we didn't like you. Just the chassidim of the Balshamtiv are trying to get you to come to the Balshamtiv. So they got a substitute Rebbe. Fine, so he went to the Balshamtiv. When he came into the Balshamtiv, came to the Balshamtiv's house, the Balshamtiv told his Rebbe's in, he said, watch this guy. This guy's a ganif. So she looks at him, he looks like a Halegiyid, comes and he's sitting there, he's sitting there the whole Shabbos, and after she asks the Balshamtiv, what are you talking about? He's a Ganav, he looks like a, he looks like a very Halegiyid, and obviously Balshamtiv's Rebbe was, you know, right to be able to see this act, and she says, Halegiyid. So he says, yeah, I don't mean he's gonna steal things. He says, look, he's, stealing, he's looking to steal all of Ganadin. He's looking to steal all of Ganadin tomorrow night. There's some girsas that say, the Enikal Chavis, he likes saying this girsa, that he's also looking to go to the Hechel and the and take all the big Neshamas out of the Hechel and the and take them for his own Enikal. Right, the Enikloch comes from Chernobyl, comes from, you know, all the square, come, square comes from there. So they said he's looking to take all, all the big Dishamas he's looking to take for his own Enikloch. Marinayim, we said over last year, last year, Friday night, we said about Maisa with the Marinayim. They said that the Marinayim, and that was one of the reasons why I felt it was good to talk about him tonight. The Marinayim was big as Ach. The big as Ach that he focused on was Pidyan Shvuyim. So Mamish holding in a matzev of shvuim. Mamish so like, you know, we're singing, you know, we're singing over here. Shav Hashem Shvus Yaakov. there are people that are captured. Mamish captured the people that are captured by Yaakov. It's a pella. It's a pella. I had somebody sitting by me Thursday night. 
after we had a wedding for bringing in uh, in Murashiba for the Pitsatsa's yard site. Somebody was sitting there crying, the Chinus Neros. He said, just, just imagine what these people are going through. Like, okay, he said, the people that are Nifter, he said, I don't feel bad for them. Like we said, they go straight to Shemayim, they go straight, no Tahara, they go straight up to Shemayim. The people that are captured, being held by mamish animals. Like, you can't imagine what these people are going through. Kids, teenagers, parents, grandparents. Mamish, this is, this is, we have real, real shfuyim. For the first time in Kala Yisrael, I, I can't remember it's ever been like this for two weeks like this. Yeah, we had the three boys that were kidnapped, and a few days later they found them, and they were killed. But it wasn't, Mamish, people being held captive. It's a, it's a pella. So Mara Nani's big Indian was Pidyan Shavuyim. That's what he went around always collecting Pidyan Shavuyim. So we said over last year, that the Ma'ari Naim said that him and the Rebbe Rabzusha have a similar zakh, except the exact opposite. He said when the Rebbe Rabzusha comes into a town to collect for tzedakah, before he comes into the town, there's a baskal that comes out and says exactly how much money he's going to collect in the town. So he comes in, he knows he's collecting $5,000 in the town. If a fundraiser would have this, this would be like the best. He knows exactly, he doesn't have to run around. He knows exactly he's getting $5,000. As soon as he gets to the $5,000 mark, he walks out of the town. So Ma'ari Naim says, I'm not Zaychat to have the baskal come out before. But he said, after I walk out of the town, then I'm Zaychat Abdabasko tell me how much money I was going to raise in that town. So it sounds like a bad Maisa. Obviously, once you walk out, you're going to get $5,000. But Rabbi Shemaya was touched up the Maisa and pulled it away. Rabbi Shemaya said, what, what, what was the Marinayim saying? He's saying a joke that, like, when he walked out of the place, he also said, it wasn't the Pshat. Pshat is that normally a person who fundraises or a person who does any Avaida. So what happens is, after you do that Avaida, you're then never sure if what you did was 100% proper or not 100% proper. You don't know. Did you do, did he put in Afesh Tavos? Not in Afesh Tavos. How are you supposed to know if he put in Afesh Tavos or not? It's very, very difficult to know. I just said, Rabbi Shemai brings down that the Briska Rav was Makbid. There's a whole shell in Halacha about if you should, if you should went to the bomb shelters when the, when the, when the Azakah goes off, when there's a siren goes off, is that, are you Mechayif to go or not Mechayif to go? He passed that 100% Mechayif to go. The person has to go. He said, the Briska Rav also was very Makbid that he had to run. But he said, the Briska Rav had the most Simcha when he was stuck in a place where there was no bomb shelter. Because then he said, then Vade, I know I'm doing exactly what I need to do, because then it's not shy to go to a bomb shelter. When there's a bomb shelter, I'm not sure. Should I be Mavat to go to a bomb shelter? Maybe it's a kind of stuff I have to Mavat to or not. So the brisk is having all this die yesterday, the brisk of it doesn't know what to do or not. But he said, when I'm stuck in a place where there's no bomb shelter, then I know Vade, I'm doing the right thing. So a lot of times when a person has an Indian of Hashem, you don't know, did I do it properly? You walk out of Rosh Hashanah. Did I, did I utilize Rosh Hashanah enough? Did I did do Yom Kippur enough? Was Ne'il good enough? You're never sure. When I walked out of the town and I collected 5,000 rubles, I knew with 100% certainty that was the exact amount that I was supposed to get. It was Ke'ilu, we heard the boss call that that's what he was supposed to get, not a penny more, a penny less. That's real, a person lives at real Amuna knows that everything I've done is exactly what I need to do, I don't need to do more, and I don't need to do more less. That's Mamish, real Amuna. That's what I mentioned last night, that Amuna is Yishivadas. When a person has proper Amuna, he has Yishivadas, because Amuna means that I have proper Yishivadas. I don't have daigus about, I should have done more, I should have done less. I have the proper knowledge to know that exactly what I needed to do is what I'm supposed to do. So that's it, I need to do what I need to do more, I need to do less. That's exactly what I need to do. So again, we will learn one, one very short Torah. We'll speak it out outside from the Ma'arinayim. Menachem Nachem Ben Tzvi. Mr. Shemba, we should make ourselves to the Shalom of Tzadikim. And Befrat Pidyan Shavuim, we should be Zechad of Eschus, the Helig Ma'arinayim. All the Shavuim and Kalah Yisrael should be freed. Bakarav and uh, all the shvuyim that are ruchnis the kishvuyim also the people that are being captured by the sitra acha the people that are you know outside of outside of the world of kedusha makabes nitche amig yisrael the bunch of should gather together all of klal yisrael be able to bring them back in mitzvah with geula hashlema mahera maranaim has a beautiful taich in, in Rashi Rashi is machalik between Avram Avinu and Nayach it's a very interesting the whole parsha is a very interesting parsha where the Rashi goes back and forth. It's like a tzaddik, not a tzaddik. It's the only one that gets psychoanalyzed. Every, every other Rashi is either jumping back and forth. The first Rashi says, Tzaddik Oyeb Deroisa. Then Esel Kim Esalech Noyach. But Avon Avinu, the Rabbanishim went with him. Noyach Yitzorik Sadlotem Chayim. Noyach Mekatane Amonahoya. 
Noyach didn't go into the Teva until it started raining. Every Rashi is going back and forth. Was it Tzadik and not a Tzadik? So one of the Rashis that says the Chilik between Avram and Noyach says that Noyach, by, by Avram Avinu, it says... That Avram Avinu goes in front of the Rabbanu Shalom, and by Noach it says that Hashem walks in front of Noach. So Rashi says that Noach wasn't on such a high level like Avram Avinu. Avram walked in front of Noach. Noach, I'm sorry, Avram walked in front of the Rabbanu Shalom. By Noach, the Rabbanu Shalom walked in front of him. You tell me he's a tzaddik, and not only a tzaddik, he's a tzaddik tamen. He's 100% shalom. But you're telling me that at the same time he's not in the madrig of Avram? The one person in Kol HaTarakul that we call a tzaddik is Nayach. But then Rashi says that Tzorach Saad L'Toymchei, he needed help. Did he need help or was he a tzaddik on his own? Zoktim Arinayim, a Peldegazach. Arinayim writes that the goal of creation, Yerushim created, created the world and he created people. The goal of people is to do something which is called a serusa delatata. That the goal is that we make an Aserus from down here and then Mamela are able to be makabal everything from up there. There's two ways that we can receive everything we need. Either it could come from up down, but the real way to do it is down up that we create a Hesiris from down here, we through our Maisim, through our Tefillah, through our Voidah, we create a Hesiris from the, you know, in response, response to the Hesiris, then the Rabbanu Shem is Mashpia. There's an Isha and the Isha, right? So when the Isha has a Chuka, that's the ultimate. The Isha has a Chuka for the Baal, then even in, even in Hilchah said, no, it's a Chiv and the Baal, you know, Kilo to be Baal, Bashas, that the Isha has a Chuka, it's one of the Chiv of, of, of Aina, that's when the Isha has a Chuka, and Klai Yisrael, and all of, the whole world is supposed to have a Chuka for the Rabbanu Shalom to create a Hesiris down here, and then Memela were able to be Zeicha, that the Rabbanu Shalom answers that Shuka, and the Rabbanu Shalom gives us what we need. Right? It goes from down here up. Then we create a chuka from Hashem. We create a chuka. We say, Rabbanu we want. And because we daven, then the Rabbanu is mashpia to us. Which means, and that's the shleimus, that we, the Isha, have a chuka. The Rabbanu has now has a chuka because we have a chuka. And then he's able to get to the ultimate place of shleimus of the Rabbanu Shem with Kla'a That's real tamimus. It could happen one of two ways. Either it could happen from the Isha to the Baal, or it could happen from the Baal to the Isha. Which means if we are Zaycha, then we're the ones that begin the, cre- begin the process. That's the ultimate, is where we begin the process. Where it's Anila Doidi, then the Rabbanisham answers Doidi Li. But there's another way which the Pasuk and Shirashirim says, Doidi Li, which means the Rabbanisham is to Asfa Aniloi. That the Rabbanisham begins the process and we answer the process. Zaktim Arnaim, the chilik between Avram and Noyach is that Avram Avinu started the process. Avram walked before, Avram walked before Hashem. Avram began the process. He was showing, he was humming. But the problem was is that it began from up down as opposed to down up. And that's the chilek between Avram and Noach. Do you begin the process or does Rabbanishim begin the process? I was, talking, I was talking with somebody today about you know, Mashiach. A lot of people talk about Mashiach, what's going to happen to Mashiach. So one of, one of the psukim that we have is a very, very clear, very, very clear passage in Shmuel Beis. Says Laval Yidach Menunidach. No Yid's going to be left behind. The friest of the fry, the people that are Mamash Makamas Nitche Ami Yisrael, the people that are Oivdim Be'eretz Asher, but Yidachim Be'eretz Mitzrayim are all going to come back. But, but I don't understand. How's that process going to happen? What, 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 how is that process going to happen? That you have somebody who's Mamash Fry, they're going to come back, right? People, a lot of people like talking about the fact that only four fifths made it out of Mitzrayim, so only four fifths are going to make it out of our Golos. It's not Emes. Laval Yidach Menunidach. The Tzadikim taught us means every single Yid, every single Yid, from and Fry, every single Yid's going to make it out. So then I'll ask you a Pashtakasha. So if I'm going to make it out anyways, so I don't have to do anything. 
So let me sit back. I just said, Rabbi Shem, you're going to take me out of anyways, Rabbi Golos. So the answer is this, Mari Naim, that the chilek between a Yid who's being an Oivet Hashem and a Yid who's not being Oivet Hashem is are you going to begin the process or is Hashem going to begin the process? Everyone's going to make it out. Is the Rabbi Hashem going to be Ma'ir with them to do tshuva? Look what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. The Rabbi Hashem is Ma'ir with to do tshuva. So there's one way you could do tshuva. We just went through an L. And every from year an L did tshuva. Every from year Rosh Hashanah and Nesaris Mitshuva and Kibber did tshuva. We began the process. We began the process of saying, Rabbi Hashem, we're going to do something. And then the Melo, the Rabbi Hashem answers, Sukkah, Sukkah is immediately Techabkaini. But never Chafrai, it wasn't Zoycha. So now we had another Cyrus. Where did the Cyrus begin from? Not himself. The Cyrus began because there's a war that's taking place. And Nebuch, there's people that are captured. And Nebuch, things are not working out well. So now he has the Cyrus to do Tshuva. Everyone's going to end up doing Tshuva. The big difference is, is it going to be Anilo Doidi Vidoidi Li? Or Doidi Liva Aniloi? Is it going to be Shuva Aliva, Shuva Aleichem? Or is it going to be that Klai Yisrael is going to begin Hashivenu Hashem Elecha Vina Shuva? What's going to be the process? Are we starting? Or is the Rabbanu Hashem starting? And that's the Ikra Avayda from Yidin. But right now is to tachap that we already began doing the process of Tshuva. We just need to do it more and more and more. And that's our Ikra way that we're going to be Zecha. Everyone's going to make it out. Laval Yidich Menach, no Yid's going to be left behind. Right? It's not just Avon Fritzong, it's Mephorsha Pasuk. No Yid's going to be left behind. Every Yid's going to make it out. The question is, do you want to be the Yid who's creating the process? Are you just responding to this urge that comes from Hashem? So Hashem should help us. We should be zeicha. We should be zeicha. We should be zeicha. We should be zeicha. That all the shvurim should be freed, and all of Klal Yisrael should be zeicha to do proper tshuva. Mitzvah Shem Ben Mehera.